All right, welcome. This is Orion Rising. I am your host, Leonard O'Neill. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, and good morrow, depending on where in the world you are tuning into the show. Friday night. Friday night means what? The law of one. We're getting to the end of it, guys, but we're still doing it. We're down on the wire. We're at session 103, right? Share this out, share this out, share this out. I'll be doing the same thing in a moment. I'll be sharing it out as well, right? Once we start going here. Friday night, the law of one. Man, what do they got left? You got a couple more sessions left. They're still doing it. Crazy thing is there's been a lot of redundancy as we've gone. I mean, most of that has been the questioner, Don, asking a question and Ross saying we've already covered this, right? <clears throat> so that's crazy. So we're getting down to it. So I'm not going to waste too much time. But before I do not waste time, I'm going to waste a little bit of time, right, with a commercial because today is Friday, tomorrow being Saturday. Uh, in America, some of you are already into Saturday if you're listening to me on the other side of the planet. <clears throat> Saturday, America time at um, – I think it's 10 or 11. I don't have the, the thing in front of me. Uh, I should have put it up in front of me so I remembered. Um, you guys are going to want to check in with, if you're listening to this or watching this on the YouTube channel, we'll be simulcasting it there. But Ancient Aliens Worldwide, a uh, group that I created, and myself with Orion Rising, which I also created, um, I'm producing a show for them. Mandy Wilson, the uh, host of the show, and uh, she's also uh, someone who helps me with the webinars, and she's the uh, headmistress uh, of their, uh, the head curator of Ancient Aliens Worldwide. She basically runs it, and basically it's, I, you know, left it to her care, and she does what she wants when we just have a conference call uh, once a week or so, and, uh, you know, dealing with that, and she basically runs the whole thing. We're about to get 180 280,000 <laughs> members uh, in there. That's uh, coming up really, really soon. So we're happy about that. Um, right. So that's going to be cool when that hits you guys uh, that are out there that listen to they get, they go there and are a member. You're a part of that. I want to thank you for that. So tomorrow, Saturday, our time, West Coast America time in the morning uh, between 10 and 11. I'm not sure exactly which now. I believe it's uh, 11, but I always say 10 because I always do my shows at 10. So I think she scheduled this from 11, though. Uh, we're going to have Michael Feely on and he's going to talk about uh, some things that he's not talked about yet. Right. And he's going to give you a little prelude because uh, coming up on the 22nd of June, we're also doing another webinar. Uh, and uh, Manny is a part of that. And also uh, uh, Michael Feely is. <clears throat> so we're going to be doing a, another uh, a show and it's going to be it's called Zero Point. Some of you saw the ads already. We, we just leaked the rest of the ad uh, yesterday with Zero Point. Because uh, a lot of times people are thinking, are you talking about zero point energy? And I did that on purpose because I wanted people to do that. What are we talking about when we say zero point? Um, so the discussion, the first part of the discussion is going to be on the 22nd of this month, and that is zero point spirituality, becoming one. And um, once you understand that portion, we'll explain to you there how that portion is the portion that the mainstream um, academia refuses to understand. Uh, and then we're going to go into what they kind of understand now. Uh, later on, the next month, we're going to do zero point energy and see the misconception about that really quickly because it's a commercial for plugging those is what the scientist is backwards. It's upside down and backwards, right? When when they say the, the you know, as above, so below, people have heard that as as without, so within. Those are a lie. They're backwards. That's not the way it really is in the universe. It's not as above, so below. That's to say there's a caste system, somebody above me. It's as below, so above. And it's even talked about in the Bible, and I've quoted that many, many times. You can go look it up for yourself, Matthew 17. Um, you can look that up. So just keep reading it, right? I think it's Matthew. It might even be Matthew 18. Start at Matthew 17, read through Matthew 18 to 19, and you'll hear what I, what, what I was talking about. I have my Bible not next to me right now, or I pull it open and read it again. Okay, so even in the Christian Bible, it talks about as within, so without, as, as a below, so above. 
Okay, that and so that's the actual way that's said. So now zero point. That being said, zero point, uh, according to the scientific community, the mainstream scientific community, which refuses the other half of uh, the universal way things are in the universe. They only want to see the physical, tangible uh, substance. I can see it. I can smell it. I can taste it. I can take a picture of it. And therefore, that's all that reality is. There is nothing else. There is no deity. There is no uh, afterlife. There is no God. That's all just some craziness that people think up in their heads because they want to feel comfortable about themselves in, in the world. In reality, put a blanket on it and says, it's okay that at the end of this, it's not over and everything's fine. And that's what those atheists believe. Because of that, they'll never figure out the universe because, again, their science is a lie. They say zero point in their minds is the lack of energy, a place like where there's nothingness. There is no energy there, just like uh, when, when you get it to, to dark matter no or a black hole theory. There is nothing there, do you see? So, they, so they, they call that zero point. So in doing that, they set themselves up with a mindset of that means nothingness, and there's nothing beyond that. And that's why they can't figure out cold fusion. That's why they can't figure out infinite energy, infinite everything. Uh, and have I figured it all out? No, because if I did, I wouldn't be sitting here talking about it. I'd be using it, tapping into it. But, but collectively, we can. And on some levels, we can as a personal uh, person, as a personal being, do that. Uh, you know, can we create the entire matrix and recreate it? Yeah, if there's enough of us thinking about it. Absolutely. Right. But one person can't do it by themselves. Right. Not even the rich and the elite. So there, there's the commercial about that. So we're going to talk about zero point and it's going to be zero point spirituality, which is where half of the entire uh, universe it doesn't want to even acknowledge that it exists. But to get to the ZPM, the zero point modulation of the zero point energy. You have to understand this part of it because that's the part that everybody is, is lost on. And there's where the lie is. So we're going to give you that this month and next month. Go to the other extreme to the to what they're talking about and then show you again that zero point doesn't mean the act of nothingness. doesn't. And in every Talmud, it's, it talks about that. So I won't get into that right now because that's part of law one, but I'm not going to get into it and go any further with it. So tomorrow, Michael Feely. Ancient Aliens Worldwide, the group on Facebook, simulcast on Orion Rising on YouTube. Then on the 22nd, we're going to be doing that webinar, Zero Point, and it's Zero Point Spirituality Becoming One. We talked about that in NUMA. NUMA was the creation. NUMA, in, in our last webinar, NUMA is the, the creation, the spark of life. And then where do you go from there? Well, you want to ascend to the one. And that was the NUMA Becoming do you see? And now we're going to show you how, when you go with your journey, how the journey goes from here to there. And that's going to be coming up on that webinar. And then we're going to go uh, to the science side of it and show you zero point energy and talk about that and uh, how all of that and show you the examples in our space time where that has all uh, come to be. Now, with that all said, I wasted enough time. Uh, I'm in what, 10, eight minutes, right? Normally waste 11. So share this out, share this out. Welcome, Marcus who's live with us. Good stuff, brother. I'd like to see you here. Reese, welcome. Uh, Denise, welcome. Uh, share this out. Like I said, share it out, guys. Let's get some more people. Um, I will continue to do shows on Friday night uh, with other things once the long one is done. Just so you guys know, I already have uh, a, a, a video that's from a book, um, and I'm not even sure who wrote it, uh, I, but I know that this woman did write it, and there's a lot of research on that. I'm going to get into that when we get to the end of the law of one. However, just know that that is going to be an entire conversation with an alien from 1947 Roswell. The entire thing is gonna be a conversation, declassified information. Some of it's still classified information. That is um, the conversation with this alien that they claim never happened, but it did. 
Okay. And you're going to hear this gentleman reading the book, so I don't have to read it. Otherwise, I'd put it to computer, just like with the law of one. So I don't have to sit here speaking the entire time. I, I talk enough, you know, analyzing it. Okay. So, right? So, yay, right? So it's going to be a good conversation. All right. So let's go ahead and get into the law of one uh, and see how far we get today with this uh, being, a, you know, 103 out of 106 sessions. We'll see how far we get, right? So let me go over here and I have to share my screen again. Let me first remove that uh, and then share my screen and go over there to the law of one and share that. Okay, and then we'll go into uh, full screen. So it'll come up full screen on your screen, right? So you don't have to see it in just a little thing that I'll make sure that it gets into full, full screen here. We'll go full screen mode in the studio. There we go. So that's better for you guys when you're trying to read it on your, uh, if you're on your cell phones, it still is a little hard to, to see. It's not my printing. Um, they do lighten it up a bit uh, with a backlighting at some point. Uh, but this video is, I didn't put together. These are videos put together by Maffy Moose. Uh, and they've been kind enough to continue to allow us to use their videos uh, for this. This is LL Research approved material. Or you can read along with your own book, right? Those of you who are listening on the MP3 file uh, uh, podcast, you don't have the visuals to look at. Some of you who are on MP4 don't watch the visuals anyways, <laughs> right? So that's up to you. If you, you want to see it, you can see it. And if you don't need to, and you can just listen, then that's fine. Okay, so I backed it up a little bit. We did get to like seven, I think, last time, uh, you know, question number seven. I, I always back up a couple of questions, right? So I'm going to start here, and I believe it's right at 103.6, uh, question six. So we'll just continue from there, right? So let's go. Question 103.6. Questioner, what is the present situation with respect to our fifth density, service to self-oriented companion? Answer, I am Ra. This entity has, for some period of your space-time, been at rest. However, it has been alerted to the workings taking place and is soon to be your companion once again. Question 103.7. Questioner, can Ra recommend anything that the instrument can do? or that we can do, to improve any of the energies of the instrument. Answer, I am Ra. This is previously covered material. We had outlined the path the instrument may take in thought. Question 103.8. Questioner, I didn't mean to cover previously covered material. I was hoping to add to this anything that we could do to specifically focus on at this time, the best possible thing that we or the instrument could do to improve these energies, the salient activity. Answer, I am Ra. Before responding, we ask your vigilance during pain flares as the channel is acceptable but is being distorted periodically by the severe physical distortions of the yellow ray, chemical body of the instrument. Those salient items for the support group are praise and thanksgiving in harmony. These the group has accomplished with such a degree of acceptability that we cattle not at the harmony of the group. As to the instrument, the journey from worth in action to worth in is arduous. The entity has denied itself in order to be free of that which it calls addiction asterisk. This sort of martyrdom, and here we speak of the small but symbolically great sacrifice of the clothing, causes the entity to frame a selfhood in poorness which feeds unworthiness unless the poverty is seen to be true richness. In other words, good works for the wrong reasons cause confusion and distortion. We encourage the instrument to value itself and to see that its true requirements are valued by the self. We suggest contemplation of true richness of being. 
Asterisk Carla had made a New Year's resolution to give up buying clothes for herself for one year. Question 103.9. Well, see, we did get all the way up to here because I remember that, right? Okay, here we go. Questioner, is there anything else that either we or the instrument could do that would specifically work on the vital energy of the instrument to increase it? Answer, I am Ra. We have come up against the full stop of free will. Question 103.10. Questioner, in that case I have a few questions on card number 7 in order to finish off our first run through of the archetypes of the mind. There is a T with two right angles above it on the chest of the entity on card 7. We have guessed that the lower T has to do with the possibility of choosing either path in the transformation and the other two angles represent the great way of the left and the right hand paths in the mental transformation that makes the change from space-time into time-space, you might say. This is difficult to express. Is anything correct in this? Answer, I am Ra. Yes. Question 103.11. Questioner, would Ra comment on that? Answer, I am Ra. The use of the tower and the architect's square is indeed intended to suggest the proximity of the space-time of the Great Way's environment to time-space. We find this observation most perceptive. The entire mood, shall we say, of the Great Way is indeed dependent upon its notable difference from the significator. The significator is the significant self, to a great extent but not entirely influenced by the lowering of the veil. The great way of the mind, the body, or the spirit draws the environment which has been the new architecture caused by the veiling process and, thusly, dipped in the great, limitless current of time-space. Asterisk Tau. In heraldry, a type of cross called a Tau cross. Question 103.12. Questioner. I am guessing that the wheels of this chariot indicate the ability of the mind to be able to move in time-space. Is this correct? Answer, I am Ra. We cannot say that the observation is totally incorrect, for there is as much work in time-space as the individual who evokes this complex of concepts has assimilated. However, it would be more appropriate to draw the attention to the fact that although the chariot is wheeled, it is not harnessed to that which draws it by a physical or visible harness. What then, O oh student, links and harnesses the chariot's power of movement to the chariot? Question 103.13 Questioner, I'll have to think about that. I'll come back to that. We were thinking of replacing the sword in the right hand with the magic spear and putting a downward pointing scepter in the left hand, similar to part five, a significator, a symbol inappropriate for this covenant. Would comment on that, please? Answer, I am wrong. This is quite especially if this is a spectacle and budget. Question 103.14. Question So again, going back to the question prior to this one uh, about changing the tools, while was you know quite a couple, especially if this year, right, made the image as changing and to make sure the two is a certain certain type or one, it would be okay, right? And that's because it's 
they can represent any tool that does that particular job. See, they hear again for he's talking about that. So a lot of what I've gone to understand is the relevancy of for that. He's getting why he wants to change it. He wants to change it for something else that does the same job. So he doesn't get that part. So I can't say that he doesn't understand what's happening because he does. And he's if you can exchange tools from tools. So he's getting that, but he doesn't actually voice that to the listener. For the reader, what he is understanding is it is a tool, and you can't change the tool for another tool as long as it's within the same guidelines of what it represents. And that's when it comes to anything, so you get to it where you understand and don't need the actual tools themselves. It, 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 you can view it, but you realize that it's you that has the ability. We talked about that in the last, last week, we talked about like, uh, the, the whole entire movie was the apprentice. Was that was that exact understanding? The entire movie was written so that the apprentice understood and you being the apprentice, being the the the, Akin, the, the uh, succubus at this point. As the audience, what you were supposed to get out of that was that with time comes confidence. With confidence and practice comes you don't need the tools anymore. That you are the tool. The understanding is when you when you ascend to that point, you no longer need external tools to do the job that you can do without them. Okay, and that goes with everything up to and including a savior. Do you understand? That's why that is so important, and I keep talking about that because that is in every aspect of your existence here is to ascend to a place where you realize you are your own savior, that you don't need a Christ character to come from without to save you. Jesus was trying to teach that. Muhammad was trying to teach that. Moses was trying to teach that. Elijah was trying to teach that. Even David, and David wasn't really a prophet. I mean, being the king, that's one thing. But, but you know, not even being a, an actual prophet. But all the other prophets that were around we're all trying to tell you the same thing. And each of them in their time was hunted by the powers that should not be for taking the, the people away from them, the money out of their coffers, by leading the people away from servitude or going to you know a, a synagogue and paying tithing. Do you understand? Or um, being being... Uh, worked upon by the church and convinced by the church that the only way that you can go to heaven is through them forgiving you. And the only way that that would happen is you have to go to their church and be in good standings and pay them tithings. Do you understand? And that's the way it is today. It's the same. It hasn't changed at all. It's exactly the same. And in business, it's the same. They dangle a carrot above your head and say, you'll only get this if you do and play along. All of the, everything that we we show in every story is that same dichotomy between good and evil, or you know, right and wrong, or these people who are power hungry and, and other people. People want you have to live and you have to survive. So sometimes you have to do what they want. But you know, if you put yourself into a position, right? If you put yourself into a position where you you don't have to worry about working by another's leave or living by another's leave, even though the entire movie of the last of the Mohicans was the same story, not living by another's leave. And they had that dichotomy. Literally, that's what it was about. They, the, the people who were living on the frontier 
who are not living by another's leave, we're now got mixed up in this war between the English and the, the natives uh, were on both sides and the French. And they, they and they all got caught up in that. And some of the, the colonials decided to help the English. This was before the Revolutionary War. Help the English to defeat the French to stay free. But then they were being used by the English. And when the Native Americans started raiding up and down the lines of the of the families in the homesteads and killing them, the English refused to let those those men go and defend their own families. Do you see? So again, that's living by another's leave. And they didn't have any choice, and then eventually some of them, uh, you know, took off anyways uh, to go and 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 uh, defend their families. That was what the entire dichotomy of that movie was about: about growing up as a nation, as a people, and making decisions when the world was burning. Making those decisions to to be comfortable enough in your own skin to defend yourself, and not to chase around this caste system and continue playing a part in it. A lot of people just see this patriotic uh, storyline. I mean, you can see it for that if you if you want, because on a base level, it is a patriotic storyline of Americans finally standing up to the English and saying no. But they got caught up in it anyways, and they had to fight, and the English eventually got captured by the French, and they were all let go, and then everybody was massacred, but all the homesteaders got away. They didn't stay to get massacred. They all ran. They all split to go and take care of their family, so they didn't march off with the military. The military got slaughtered, basically. There's only a few left at the end, and they were all captured. So... It's that way in everything. It breaks down to everything that, and that's why I keep going back to that. It's so important to understand, and we're going to talk about that uh, on the, uh, you know, a little bit. So that's why I'm telling you tune in tomorrow, because uh, I, I was just told by my uh, co-producer, my uh, uh, Mandy Wilson, that she's been talking to Michael, and he's going to give a little bit of tid tidbits about what he's going. He's going to skirt around it, but what he's going to talk about on the webinar, which is where we're going to be discussing that exact point. Okay, that's why I went where I went with this, not rambling. It has to do with this, your life and everything in the universe. So, so if, you know, uh, right. Okay, so here, you know, Cheryl says, let me put this up on the screen for you guys that, that can see this. So if you don't give them money, you're going to hell according to them. Absolutely. That's the truth of it. They won't, they won't come right out and say that. But that's basically what it is. That's why the band Metallica wrote the song Leper Messiah. And the lyrics in there is, you know, send me money, send me green, heaven you will meet. Make your contribution and you'll get a better seat. And then the, then the chorus starts, bow to leper messiah. And, the, of course, the leper messiah that they show is, is someone dressed up, uh, you know, uh, as the evangelical up on stage with the suit and the tie. And, and, and uh, you know, praise Jesus, praise the Lord, give me your money. Uh, and that was what the, why they wrote that song. They understood that. Uh, about these organized religions and uh, and sang very early in their career, uh, second album I believe it was on that, that album, where maybe third, but I think it was the second album, um, because I think it was the Kill Them All album, but it might have been Ride the Lightning. Ride the Lightning would have made it the second album. Anyways, it could have even been on on uh, Master of Puppets. I don't recall right this second, but it was in their second or third album, and they talked about that there because they understood that even you know th these guys did then. So it's not something new. People have understood it all over. It's just a matter of, of people actually putting it in practice and, and actually seeing or understanding it. And uh, that's literally, I literally was discussing this very thing in depth for a couple of hours today with Mandy before I came on air. And ultimately, you know, we're, we're our, our, you know, her and I's mission uh, and all these other people that I have working with me are the same. We're, we're trying to, to show people that 
that, you know, I, I'm a Christian minister. You need to understand that's all. And I tell people that and, and people go, oh, right, yeah, right. You know, no, I have a license. And, you know, and, and anytime somebody doesn't believe what I when I claim that I am something, I have the license. I'll put it up on camera for you to see. I don't say that I am something if I'm not, because then I look stupid when people find that out. Well, he's not really that. Right. So I don't claim that. So for those of you out there, naysayers who say that, uh, you know, I have the licenses to prove all that. Um, so as a, you know, as a knight from the, from the Christian church being knighted by the, by the Catholic church, um, being a minister there, we understand that, but I walked away from that because of, you know, what's going on with their whole ideology. And that is to get people in the seats to, you know, and, and to preach to them and, you know, and, and want to get money from them. But look at these religions. They're huge. And they, you know, they're, they're millions and millions and billions and trillions of dollars when the Pope wears a gown that's a million dollars. I mean, something's wrong, right? They're claiming they need money and, and they're poor, but, you know, they walk around in this really expensive stuff. And you know what I'm saying? And a lot of it's donated, but that doesn't mean just because it's donated that you, that you flare it and show it off to people. You know, or you do like these these religions do and build these ginormous churches that are that are as big as uh, Mount Rushmore. Uh, you know, and what is that for? Why why does that need to be that extravagant? Because you're trying to prove to the world that how big you are and how strong you are and how much money you have. Dominance. Do you see? That's not humility. That's dominance. Making big, huge, ginormous churches and synagogues and whatever is is a show of force. Is a show of strength. Is a show of power. That's not an all-loving, all-knowing, all-seeing, humble God at all. That's arrogant, egotistical men trying to swing their penis to show you how big it is, right? And But we see it and we take it because that's the way that they've taught us. So that's what all of that is about. And, and I can't stress to you enough the weight of that and the understanding that you don't need to look without. You don't need to look for someone. You just need to remember what it is that has been taken from you. And so people like me, the millions of us, maybe even billions of us that do this around the world, we're here to help guide you to your memories so that you remember that. And once you remember that, then you don't need me anymore. And you don't need anybody like me because you're going to become me. Do you understand? Because you will become me because you will start saying, hey, wait a minute, guys, listen. <laughs> that guy that we all thought was crazy two years ago, turns out he's not really that crazy, right? A year ago, a year and a half ago now, March of 2020, I was saying and showing videos and insiders that were talking about mm, everything that Fox News and some other mainstream media, but not the mainstream media because they're all propaganda machines for, for the, the, the socialist, communist socialist party. But for those people who are still free and they're talking about reality, they've actually started going, wait a minute, look, here's connections. Here's actual who did what with the coronavirus, why, when, and how. And it's always been there and nobody was looking at it. Now we're looking at it and it's actually a thing. It's not a conspiracy theory. It's real. It's real. It's right there. Here's the proof. And they start putting it out for people. Okay. When I said that a year and a half ago, I was considered a conspiracy theorist. And most of you said I would have lost my mind. Right now, all of a sudden, that's mainstream media. Everything that I said a year and a half ago is what they're saying now. Right. So maybe I wasn't as crazy as people thought. Maybe they want to go back and look at the video that I made a year and a half ago. Might find out that that's they're using the same sources today. They are, as a matter of fact. <laughs> using the same quoting, the same exact people that I quoted, the same exact CIA, ex-CIA agent and a few FEMA agents 
They're quoting the same people, the same whistleblowers right now, national television, have been for almost a month. Also talking about, you know, aliens. We got that whole thing coming up, right? Got that whole thing coming up on uh, June 27th where they're supposed to give us the information. And I got a glimpse of it today. Uh, that's the only reason why I'm cutting into this and talking about it. I got a glimpse of it today, and, I, and I'm going to give you a prediction. Pardon me. I just started getting some water. I'm going to give you a prediction. You heard it here first. Here is what the the um, what the investigation is going to find. Okay, this is no joke. Mark my words that on the 27th of June, the official investigation that is found will be word for word the same investigation they did for Project Blue Book. Though we have looked at hundreds, if not thousands of compelling sights and sounds and things recorded from different radar screens and uh, different people's accounts in the Air Force, in the Navy, and in the Marine Corps, and in the Army uh, pilots since 1982 until now. We have no definitive proof, and there is no definitive proof that there are, in fact, aliens flying in any of these craft. We think that a lot of these things are glitches, due to the new radar program and the ones that we don't feel are glitches, we believe that it must be and could only be something that one of our adversaries has that we're unaware of. This, you know, in particular, the Tic Tac, we believe that that has got to be something that is either Russian or German or Chinese uh, in origin or French in origin, uh, but we just don't know it and haven't proved it yet. That is going to be, I will almost wager that they use the exact wording that I just used to you. That is going to be the official narrative. Hasn't changed since Roswell. They're literally just going to regurgitate it. I watched them start it today. Okay. I watched them start it today. So they, and that was leaked material. So, the, so there is no, there is no disclaimer. There is no, uh, uh, you know, uh, alien language being told. There, you're not going to get disclosure. That's not happening. You're going to get the same thing you got before. We don't know what it is. We are concerned about it, so we're looking into it. So far, they don't pose a threat. Don't worry. Everything's okay. We have control. We got it. We got it covered. But sit down and shut up because there still is no aliens. Okay? That's going to be the answer, so don't get your hopes up. That's what they're going to say. The narrative hasn't changed. They're not going to change the narrative. They're not going to say... They're not going to say, we don't know what it is. Uh, we think it might be aliens. They're never going to say that because then they don't look like they know what they're doing and that they can't defend our planet or our country. They're never going to admit that. So they're going to downplay it. They're going to say that it's got to be one of our enemies. There is no threat because so far they haven't posed any threat. It's not aliens looking at us. Never mind that now. There are no lions in Africa. Never mind that now. Never mind that now. Do what I tell you to do. Believe what I tell you to believe. And the mind and the, the Jedi mind trick hand is is waving for the audience to see that I'm Jedi mind tricking you. But you guys can't see that because I'm off camera. Okay, but that's what's gonna happen on June 27th. Right? So, okay, so the important thing is why did I go to that? Well, because that's what's everybody's got their fingers, they're all chewing popcorn. You guys are sitting around waiting. It's gonna be here, it's gonna be this time. I just know it. No, it's not. I already got the inside information. It's gonna be this the exact same thing you've always gotten for the last 85 years going to be the exact same thing. They're not changing the narrative at all. 
They're just not saying weather balloon anymore. They're saying, well, uh, we just think it's something that is a tracking device by one of our enemies. And eventually we'll catch one and we'll figure it out. Or somebody will defect and they'll bring one to us. Because that's how the game works. That's what they're going to do. Right? So what does Cheryl say here? Let's put it up on the screen. I asked the universe uh, for proof. I asked for a specific night and place and a, and a giant green orb appeared. And it was amazing. And, and now my hubby is afraid of me, right? <laughs> right? That's hilarious. Now, you know, I don't doubt that because I started, Dr. Stephen Greer, uh, you know, claimed to do the same thing where he actually called down an alien spacecraft using, you know, using uh, meditation. And then the federal government of the United States picked him up and his entire crew and arrested them all. How dare you do something that we didn't authorize? And, you know, uh, then they were like, okay, well, you can do that whenever you want. Well, we want you to be our liaison then. But that was only taken on after uh, everybody died of cancer. And uh, and Dr. Stephen Greer had cancer but survived it. And then he was like, well, I might as well go to work for him. Otherwise, they're going to kill me. Right? So I'm glad you took a picture. Cheryl said I took a picture. I, I'd love to see that. You should you should uh, uh, message me that picture. Um, I would love to see that. So, so, you know, so the point here is nothing is going to change. Nothing has changed. The reason for that is because they have everybody locked down in this matrix right now. Why would they change the narrative? They're not going to. Not yet. Not until they're ready. Not until they not until they want to and it's on their terms. And by that time, they want to wait until everybody who committed the atrocities that they have committed are deceased so that they can't be arrested. That's the reason why they put the moratorium on, on who killed JFK. Why would they do that? There's no reason for that. If, if JFK, you know, oh, well, we caught the guy. Case closed. Nobody can look into it. We have to do that because all you guys are going to keep looking into it. Well, everybody kept looking into it anyways. And by them doing that and not allowing people to look into it, it looked like they were covering something up. So people then started looking into it. So you, so they have to know unless they're really freaking stupid, right? Thank you, Cheryl. Send it to me in, a, in Messenger. And if, if, you know, they have to think that you're really stupid to not see that. Okay. And so if that's the case, then that means that they're still uh, uh, looking at us as if we're uh, complete idiots the way our grandparents were completely indoctrinated and have no idea what's going on around them, right? So are they that stupid now to where they believe that, that we're that stupid? I'm assuming that they're smarter than I am. So if I see that and I can see forward, this is going to be a problem, boss, if we deny it after we've said, you know, this way, it's going to cause people to be thinking there's a conspiracy theory and they're going to keep looking into it anyways. Well, that's going to be the case no matter what. There's always going to be a percentage of people who are going to think you're lying to them no matter what you say to them, and they're going to look into it. So why all of the cover-up then? If you know that, I know that. I know what the stats are. Like when I was in, in retail, we knew that, you know, you'd only get a 10% return on like, you know, when you put out your coupons, 10% of the people would use that coupon, but that was 10%. You got those people to come back. And of those people, they would continue to return because they get a discount. So it doesn't matter that you lost the 90% that you gave the coupon to. The 10% that came in paid for the coupon itself. That's why they run ads. It's the same thing. That's why when people ask for you buy a computer and they ask if you want to buy the, the insurance on it, right? And most people don't. And then there, there's also the, the scam that was going on when I was selling computers where you sold them a, a, you know, a warranty. And if they bought the warranty, they could turn in their receipt, mail it in and get $100 off or $200 off. They get it mailed back to them. Well, the statistic of that was 10% as well. So that meant that when you sold that particular computer and that coverage to those people, they paid for the coverage and never would redeem it for the $100 or $200 that they could get back. So you get to keep that money forever. 
So it was more worth it to do that than it was worth than not. So you, do you see my point? It makes money. Most people, 10% are only going to do that. As a knight in the Knights of Columbus, we were aware that we would only be able to, and as a manager, you can only please about 10% of the workforce at any one given time. That doesn't stay that way. You don't have somebody who hates you, you know, 90% of the people hate you all the time and only 10% love you. It moves and it, and it ebbs and it flows. So you get more people, but then, you know, it could go up a bit and then go down, but you get eventually people who hate you, eventually love you, and the ones who love you and eventually hate you, and they go back and forth and back and forth. Why? They're human. You don't always please them because you don't do exactly what they want you to do. Do you see? Okay, so that is in everything. It's inherent in everything. Is this live? Yes, Star, this is live. <laughs> yes. So, so welcome, by the way. Yes, I'll put you on the star child. I'll put you on the screen so you know that we are live. We are live. I am here talking to you live. This is not a recorded broadcast. If you have questions, you can type them in the chat and I will see them and I will answer them. Right. So let's move on a little bit more with the law of one. But understand that that is the key knowledge to the universe. Knowledge, first of all, is the key to the universe. Secondly, you know, so first questioning everything so that you can gain knowledge. Once you start gaining knowledge, you start gaining understanding. And once you start gaining understanding, you start realizing that you are worth something. And once you start realizing you're worth something, then you start looking at everything completely different. And then you start to ascend. That's why we do these, these shows. And that's why we do these webinars to show you that. So my segue tonight is uh, a law of one segueing into tomorrow on Ancient Aliens Worldwide Live and on YouTube Live uh, at 11 o'clock a.m. West Coast America time, having Michael Feely on, right? <laughs> yeah, is there anybody here? Yes, there are people that are here. Uh, you have to remember, a Star, that I have people on. Uh, you're on YouTube, and I also am simulcasting on Facebook, and I have people uh, on both. So I don't know who's there on YouTube with you. There might be one or two. I'm not looking at that. To be honest with you, I don't know. Because uh, I just started going live on YouTube about two months ago. So for the whole uh, uh, 10 years that I've had a channel there, it's always been an archive. So I'm just now getting people re to realize that it's not just an archive that I actually go live there now. So I hadn't started doing that until about a month ago. So you're above, you're around the curve, right? You're in front of the curve, uh, uh, hopping on there to catch me live. So I have more people on Facebook live than I do on YouTube live right now. However, my podcast on my MP3 file is larger around the world than Facebook and YouTube combined, right? Okay, so let's continue on with uh, the love one because if I just keep talking through the entire hour, we'll never get past anything here and we're almost down to the last, you know, we are down to the last three uh, uh, sessions. So let's continue a little bit more in there, but I wanted to, because of tomorrow being here, I wanted to do a commercial for that for tomorrow. Uh, Michael Feely is going to be on Ancient Aliens Worldwide Live. We're going to broadcast that on Ancient Aliens Worldwide, uh, the group on Facebook and on YouTube, the my uh, Orion Rising channel on YouTube. Then coming up on the 22nd is going to be the uh, webinar that we're going to be putting on. That's going to be 10 o'clock in the morning until 7 o'clock in the morning. All, all times are West Coast America time. Uh, so that would be um, GMT minus 7, right? So figure that out depending on where in the world you are. Uh, uh, GMT minus 7. Is, is where we're at. So 10 a.m. in the morning is GMT minus seven. Okay, so th that's going to be zero point uh, energy, zero or no, not energy, zero point spirituality becoming one. So that everything that I'm just talking about here, it's going to tie into that. So everything that Raw was just talking about ties into both of those shows. It's the only reason I went rambling. So let's continue on with the, with the law of one. Session 103, question number 14, one four. The observation has merit in that it may serve as the obverse of the connotation intended. 
The position is intended to show two items, one of which is the dual possibilities of the time full characters they had drawn. The resting is possible in time, as is the progress. If a mixture is attempted, the upright, moving leg will be greatly hampered by the leg that is bent. The other meaning has to do with the same right angle, with its architectural squareness, as the device upon the breast of the actor. Time space is close in this concept complex, brought close due to the veiling process and its efficaciousness in producing actors who wish to use the resources of the mind in order to evolve. Question 103.15 Questioner, I am assuming that the skirt is skewed to the left for the same reason that it is in card number 4, indicating the distance service to self-polarized entities keep from others, and I am also assuming that the face is turned to the left for the same reason that it is in card number 5, because of the nature of catalyst. Is this roughly correct? Answer, I am Ra. Please expel breath over the breast of the instrument from right to left. This was done as directed. I am Ra. That as well. Your previous supposition is indeed roughly correct. We might also note that we, informing the original images for your peoples, were using the cultural commonplaces of artistic expression of those in Egypt. The face is drawn to the side most often, as are the feet turned. We made use of this and, thus, wish to soften the significance of the sidelong look. In no case thus far in these deliberations, however, has any misinterpretation or unsuitable interpretation been drawn. So they use that type of drawing side on view because of the hieroglyphs that the people in Egypt used then so that it would soften the blow and wouldn't seem so freaky to them because they didn't use, uh, you know, sight on or face on drawing. They used the side on, right? So if they changed that, it would kind of freak people out and be alien to them. So they also supposedly when they came here, raw took on a pleasing shape, that of a human being uh, with some differences so that we would know that they were not human. Uh, but they were humanoid, right? And that's where we get the, the larger heads and the different descriptions of the gods being what they were, right? Question 103.16. Questioner, our appropriate time limit for this working, I believe, is rapidly approaching, so I would like to ask what was the problem in this session when twice in this session we had to expel breath over the instrument's chest? Answer, I am Ra. This instrument is unaware of the method used to contact Ra. However, its desire was particularly strong at the outset of this working, for this working to transpire. Thus it inadvertently was somewhat premature in its leaving of the yellow ray, physical body. In this state the object was dropped upon the instrument which you call the typing microphone. The unexpected contact caused injury of the chest muscles, and we would advise some care depending from this working to avoid stress so that this injury may heal. There is a metaphysical component to this injury and, therefore, we wished to be quite sure that all portions of the environment were cleansed. Since this place of working has not its usual level of protection we used your breath to so cleanse the environment, which was at risk. Question 103.17 Questioner, is the reason for this lack of protection the fact that it has been a considerable time since we have worked in here? Answer, I am Ra. No. Question 103.18. Questioner, what is the reason? Answer, I am Ra. The lack of regular repetition of the so-called banishing ritual is the lack of which we spoke. 
Question 103.19. Questioner, from this I assume that it would be most appropriate to perform the banishing ritual daily in this room. Is this correct? Answer, I am Ra. That is acceptable. I love how, how Raw once again is going on, right? Welcome. Welcome, Sherry. Welcome, welcome. Show this out. Show this out. So again, we have we have Raw being snarky. Question 103.20. Question. I don't want to overtire the instrument. We're running close to time here. I will just ask if there is anything that we can do to improve the contact or to make the instrument more comfortable and anything else that Ra could state at this time that would aid us. Answer, I am Ra. We find the alignments quite fastidiously observed. You are conscientious. Continue in support, one for the other, and find the praise and thanksgiving that harmony produces. Rest your cares and be the merry. I am Ra. I leave you. Glorying in the love and in the light of the one infinite creator. Go forth, therefore, rejoicing in the power and in the peace of the one infinite creator. Adonai. Okay, so that's the end of session 103. <clears throat> Those of you listening on the MP3 broadcast, you guys you guys won't be able to see that, so you don't know that. So this video will end and it'll prompt session 104 here in a second, and then we'll continue with that. All right, so this is Law of One by Raw, a humble messenger of the Law of One. Session 104 took place in July 27th, 1983. I am Ra. We greet you in the love and in the light of the one infinite creator. We communicate now. Question 104.1. Questioner, could you first please give me the condition of the instrument? Answer, I am Ra. The readings are somewhat less distorted towards physical bankruptcy and vital energy loss than at the previous asking. There is still considerable bias at these readings. Question 104.2. Questioner, the instrument would like to know what is the optimum amount of aerobics, walking, and whirlpool exercises for the best condition at this time. Answer, I am Ra. We shall answer in two ways. Firstly, to speak to the general case which pertains to this instrument in varying degree. Each form of exercise is well accomplished approximately three to four times per your week. The amount of exercise, all quantified as one sum, is approximately one hour per diurnal period. We now answer in a second way, distorted in this response to the duple conditions of yellow ray, physical difficulty and mind complex distortion. The swirling waters then must needs be viewed as being appropriate four to five of your times per week. The walking and the exercising as much as is desired by the entity. The total of all these should in no case exceed 90 minutes per diurnal period. The yellow ray, physical body has been experiencing that which is called lupoid changes in much tissue of muscle and some of the organs as well. The exercise regains the wasting physical muscular strength. In some ways, the walking is the more appropriate exercise due to the proximity of the entity to second density creatures, particularly your trees. However, the habitation you enjoy does not offer such opportunity and instead offers the proximity to creations of mind, body, spirit complexes. This does not feed the mental emotional needs of this entity although it produces the same physical result. 
The exercise fulfills more of the mental-emotional need due to the entity's fondness for rhythmic expressions of the body such as those found in athletic endeavors derivative of the artifact system which is known among your peoples as the dance. We suggest the support group encourage any exercise except that which exceeds the time limit which is already far beyond the physical limitations of this body complex. It is the way of distortion that in order to balance a distortion one must accentuate it. Thusly, the overwearing of the body may, if correctly motivated, produce a lack of deficit at which juncture the lesser exercise limitations should be put into practice. Question 104.3 Questioner, the instrument has determined that the unwise use of her will is its use without the joy and faith components and constitutes martyrdom. Would Ra comment on that, please? Answer, I am Ra. We are pleased that the entity has pondered that which has been given. We would comment as follows. It is salubrious for the instrument to have knowledge which is less distorted towards martyrdom and which is rich in promise. The entity which is strong to think shall either be strong to act or that which it has shall be removed. Thus manifestation of knowledge is an area to be examined by the instrument. We would further note that balancing which, in this entity's case, is best accomplished in analysis and manifestation seated with the contemplation of silence may be strengthened by manifested silence and lack of routine activity. We may go no further than this recommendation of regularized leisure and desire that the entity discover the fundamental truths of these distortions as it will. <clears throat> so I want to stop there. I want to put up a Sherry had to say right here, my spirit is tired. I think you were saying tired, right? My spirit is tired of being trapped. No one wants to listen. The war is real. Well, the truth is that you're right. It is. And you, you have to get to a point where you, you have to realize that only when people are ready to see that will they understand it, will they get it, will they see it. It's esoteric. <clears throat> so the majority of the people don't even know that. And what happens to us, Sherry, is we get there, and I've done it, and I did it for a long time. You get there and you get angry because how do these people not see this? And now you're angry at those people who you would call your enemy. And, you you know, you're, you're fighting this war that nobody else seems they're oblivious. They're next to you, standing next to you. They don't even see what's happening in front of them. And that is true. But then you can't you can't harp on them. Right. This is where you're tired. And I get it. You can't harp on them uh, and, and say, you know, well, you're asleep. Why don't you see this? Why is it that you can't see this? Because then they're going to look at you like you're crazy. Right. Uh, and then there's something wrong with you. You know what I mean? Then they're gonna then they're gonna lash out at you and, and say, "Look, you're delusional or whatever, right? Uh, you don't know what you're talking about. You're you're completely out of your freaking mind, right? Uh, so you can't really do anything. You know that's where that saying comes in. You can lead a horse to water, but you can't make it drink. You have to allow people to find their own way. So the only thing that you can do, and I don't know, hopefully this helps you because I went through that, and uh, Neil Gore and myself talked about that on the show where we, we both went through that and we were trying to save everyone else, the struggle and the strife that that entails and how long that takes for you to get past that point to where you actually understand what's going on and, and realize I can't do anything to wake anybody up that's not ready. All I can do is help those people who are close or they came through with a mission and they've just forgotten it. They'll be more ready to uh, wake up because that's what they want to do. They want to wake up. So they'll be more apt to listen and hear what you have to say, or at the very least consider it and start going down that rabbit hole yourself. So I don't look at the people that we would call sheeple 
uh, in the light that they're stupid or they're, you know, they're nothing more than where I was at any given time. I'm just not there now, but I was in this lifetime. I was exactly where they are. Everyone is because even if you come through with a mission, rarely do you come through awake. Rare, 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 rare. Even I didn't come through awake. I wasn't awake. I was waking up very young. Right. And that has some people like, you know, tripping on it because they they didn't wake up until now. And their ego has them thinking they're, well, I'm better than him. He's an idiot. So therefore, there's no way he could have woke up that long ago because I just woke up a year ago and I know everything. Yeah, that's, you know, when I was in my 20s, I thought I knew everything as well. I thought I knew how the whole world figured out, knew it all. Then I woke up one day and I was about 33 years old and I forgot everything. No, I didn't. I just realized that I didn't know anything like I thought I did. Right. We all go through it. I'm humble enough to admit it. Right. I'm humble enough to say that. I don't know everything. There's people where far more wise than I am walking around amongst me. There's people that are waiting for me to wake up to see what it is that they're already sitting on and have been for thousands of years. Right. And then there's the majority of the planet who are sleeping and don't have any idea. It's not my fault. It's not their fault. Right. So you have to get past. Right. You have to get past that spot of being worried about that. Right. Right. <laughs> I'm going to put some salt in the hay. Right. So, I mean, you know, something, right. But you got to, you know, you can try, if you want, you can try to, to get people to understand that. That's just like the temporal war. When I say that, I lose a lot of people. Right. There's a war going on throughout time. Right. What? And, and so then I lose them. Oh my God. And they're, you know, he's gone around the end, around the bend. Um, I don't care that, that, that I lose them. I'll be honest with you. Right. People say that all the time, the new people. And then I hit them with all this stuff and they go, oh, my God, and they freak out. Some of them never come back. Right. But it's in their minds, in their head. And they contemplate it, whether they think I'm a lunatic or not. There was people that are in my crowd that even there today who made things and said things to me a year and a half, two years, four years ago, five years ago. I thought you guys were crazy. And then come forward in time. I'm like, they're not as crazy as I thought they were when I first heard them say this. Because I've gone down that rabbit hole now and I've learned these things. So I still learn things every day. I'm not, I'm not, there's, there's no, there's not, not one part of me that thinks that I've, I've got to the end of the universe and there's a sign here now that says you've learned all there is to learn. I can't, I won't ever do that. Even when I return to the source, whenever that is, million, billion, trillion years from now, next year, who knows? Whenever that is, I still won't know everything because there, there's, it's infinite. The, the idea of, uh, of what we do is infinite. So there's infinite amount of beings having an infinite amount of experiences. So if, if I track this timeline that I'm on now and add it to all yours, and we all become one as a hive mind complex, and then we start less and less having individual uh, experiences and becoming, you know, becoming one. So we have more of a singular experience when we return to the one, there's still a billion, 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 or a trillion, 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 uh, uh, minds out there experiencing shit that we haven't experienced yet. So we can never experience it all. The one true creator can never experience it all. That's why the creator is trying to experience everything that there is, because that's the only existence the creator has left. Think about that now. The creator has created the universe and turned it in on itself. So now it runs itself, right? It creates whatever it needs to be created to continue to expand forever and ever and ever and ever and ever. That takes less effort now than it did in the beginning, setting down the ground rules uh, as the one true creator. Once all of that was set and the universe takes off on its own, it's just like when I created the, the Ancient Aliens Worldwide, the group. When I first created it, it took a lot of work to get going. 
<clears throat> once it started to take off, then it became alive in a machine, a living, breathing entity that runs itself, that rules itself. And you just have to contain it by keeping the, you know certain things out and cultivating it. And that's what the admin group does. And that's what's happening. We've expanded to this global phenom. Well, you know what? It's still expanding. So that's a perfect analogy to the, to the world complex and to the universal complex of mind. Do you understand? So in the beginning, everything was hard, created, and then tailored and tinkered and played with until it was toyed with, until it got what the universal mind, the the the, the infinite wisdom of the infinite all-knowing said, I kind of like that. Reminds me of me. Let's let it go. Let it be light. Hey, I like that. It reminds me of me when I was younger. Let's let it, let's let it be. So make it be. So from that, the universe is now expanding on its own and living, breathing thing. There is no God entity that's sitting on some mountain called Zion in a big throne who's sitting there and he's watched everything. And he's going, you die, you don't die. You die, you don't die. Trip and fall, get bit by a dog, fall off that boat, get married, win the lottery. None of that's happening. There is no God in control of all that. God does not control your destiny. That would be useless. That would be a waste of time for God to create a little teeny universe and control everyone's destiny. You don't even do that with an ant farm. Okay. The only part of creating their, uh, owning their destiny is they're only going to live inside that little farm unless you let them out. Okay. But once you let them out of there, you don't know what they're going to do. They're completely random now. You can guess what they're going to do. They're going to survive and they're going to continue to make more and more ant hills, right? And they're going to continue expanding their territory, right? Till they run into other ants and then they go to war and it's survival of the fittest. And that was created by the creator and set down for the laws to keep everything moving so that you didn't overpopulate or underpopulate anything at any time. Right. Right. And then Sherry says, I much love guys, right? First of all, but then, then she says this, right? AI is creatures. The elite just don't get it, right? I think that's what you're trying to say. AI uh, is creatures. So yeah, AI is just, that's just something that someone created. There's no difference between that and us. And this is what people are not understanding, that we are AI. This avatar and this reality is AI. It's created. And then we're perceiving this. So it's a conduit into a perception of an experience. But no matter what happens to this avatar, this body, my soul is forever. So this body can be mutilated in any way, in every way possible. And I just check out of it. And then I go chill and, and do homework and see whether or not I learned what I needed to learn yet. And if I didn't, then I start writing down the shit that I need to come back and learn. And then I start drawing up where, when, how, and by who. See, and that's contrary to a lot of religious philosophical way of thinking, which is sold to you that you were created out of mud and spit from a god playing with shit. Sounds like a child playing in the mud, not an adult. The adult's not going to go, hmm, I'm kind of bored. I think we're going to take this mud and mold it into something and give it life. But I give it life, but it's not alive right here in front of me. It's alive down on that planet that I created. But I made it into mud right here, little stick figure. And I know that each one of these little mud figures, I know them separately, individually as people. And so I know which one is Bub and which one is Pooba and which one is Alice. Right? We put them all down there on the planet and play games with them. 
for our amusement. Let's have them murder each other, rape and pillage and kill each other. And, oh, that one's going to rule them all. One ring to rule them all. That would be a child playing with toys. I don't believe that that's the universe. I believe that that is a, a child's ideology of a god, right? That's a child's misconception of what they think an all-powerful god would be because that's all they understand. Hence the chariots of the gods. Gods got here in some vehicle. The only vehicle that they knew about that deity rode in was a charity, chariot. Therefore, they called it the chariots of the gods. Do you understand? They didn't understand what they were seeing, so they called it as close to whatever they saw that it was here. People showed up in Japan in an oval, white, egg-shaped thing. Sounds familiar. Sounds like, hmm, the Tic Tac that we have now. Maybe it was a smaller device, right, like the one that they used in, in uh, Mork from Orc comedy series back in the 70s when Mork showed up in an egg. And it opened up and it was his little spaceship. Right? So apparently some people showed up, a woman showed up in Japan in an egg. So they called it an egg because that was the closest thing. It looked like a giant egg from something bigger than an ostrich. Oh, it was a giant's egg because they had found giant bones. Right? So those were giants. The dinosaurs were giants. They were people. That's what they thought. Giant people, bones. And they did find some giant bones. I think some of them, what they said were giants, were in fact giant humanoids, but those were obscured in history, and we assume in modern day that they were stupid and thought the dinosaurs were actually humans. I don't believe that. Not from the things that I've seen, not from the things that I've, I've uh, learned. I think that I've seen some giant human remains, thousands of years old. You know, were they 100 feet tall? I don't know. But I've seen some that were between 10 and 17 feet. Humans. Okay. That's pretty tall if your average person at that time is five foot two. People don't realize that. The average, the average human was five foot four until 150 years ago. That's not true, Leo. You know what you're talking about. Okay. Look it up. Look it up. George Washington was six foot one and had to duck to walk into his own house because the houses did not have seven or eight or nine foot ceilings. They had six foot ceilings. Why? Because your average person was the average woman was like four, nine and the average man was five, three. Okay. You can look that up. I'm not making this up. Look that up. Do a little bit of diligence. Right. Sherry says, we don't live on earth. We live in it. Well, you know, that's a matter of perspective of the mind. Right. That's a matter of perspective of the mind. Truthfully, that's a that's your that's your you can you can see that many different ways. I could I could run down that many different ways. Are we actually inside the planet right now? And that the, the, the sky is actually if you go up there far enough as a rock and we find out that we're literally inside the planet. That's plausible. I don't believe that to be so, because otherwise our rockets would have hit the top. Right. Uh, would hit, that's just like saying they're flat. Right? Um, I can't prove it. You know, some guy sailing a ship back in the 1700s who sold sailed the ship 140,000 miles and never had to get more provisions. I'm just saying, 70,000 miles one way and 70,000 miles back. Weird that people, the distance between the United States and Europe takes a month to sail, and it's only three, it's only 5,000 miles. So he sailed 70,000 miles along a wall and never had to peel off 
to go and get provisions and come back to keep up the chase, then sailed it all the way back to the point where he was at so he could turn left and come home. Nobody starved to death. Nobody died. And it didn't take 100 years. Weird. We can't go more back then. We couldn't go 5,000 miles in, in less than a month, right? But he went 70,000, 140,000 miles, and it didn't. How long would that take him? If we go 5,000 miles per 30 days, 70,000 miles must have taken him a few years with no food, no water, no booze, nothing, just sailing straight along the whole time. Because he'd have to peel off and go find an island someplace. He couldn't find the same island. Remember, he's going in circles now. So he'd have to go, so straight, okay, turn right now, mark the spot, sail straight right till we find something, get rations, sail straight back to the wall again, and then continue on the wall. None of that was what was the case. So flat earthers, I apologize to you, but you guys are lunatics, okay? Something wrong with your brain. But you have the choice. So you go ahead and, and believe that. So living in the, you know, living in the, uh, yeah, like, like we all live in the yellow submarine, right? In a sense, we kind of do because we live on this planet. Sherry's saying that in the chat, guys. I'm, I should be pointing it up on the screen for you, but we, but in a sense, we kind of do. We live on this rock, and we we can't breathe outside of it. So in a sense, we're inside the ionosphere, which is an outer wall that's containing us here to be able to um, breathe, right? So in some sense, we're on sort of a submarine in space, but we can see out the windows, <laughs> right? <laughs> so right, so we're dancing on the ceiling. Yeah, and that's funny right there. I like that one. I like that because from the song "Dancing on the Ceiling." Um, so in a sense, yeah, right? I mean, we're, you know, we're dancing on the ceiling. So, you know, all that's a matter of perspective is my point. And everyone's free to, to run down whatever perspective they are, because who knows, maybe down the line, I'm going to read something. And I'm going to go, wow, Sherry was not off at all, man. She was like totally way spot on when she said that we don't live on the earth. We live in it. Right. Right now. I don't, I don't know that. So right now, I, you know, I mean, we don't really, we live on the surface of it. Right. But but, you know, how I mean, the truth is we're we're down in the ionosphere. So where does the planet start? That's, you know, the chicken and the egg. Where does the planet start? Does it start out there where the ionosphere is? Because that's the change. That's something that is energy that's coming from the planet. Right. That's kind of like, you know, the international date lines or, or uh, country lines uh, uh, that are, you know, in the international. When, you know, how far does it go off of your land? Do you own the water until it becomes international? And we have those boundaries. So does that mean that, that the Earth is we actually have boundaries out past the ionosphere and, and that it's still our land up there in space because you're close enough to the Earth? Well, yeah, you would have to assume that because we have satellites up there. Can't just have people coming in there willy-nilly and knocking our satellites down. So we would have to claim that land and then, and then to go out further. And we claim the moon. So now we have extended our uh, claim over this planet even further out. Do you understand? So all that's a matter of perspective and all of that is a... Um, you know, a matter of, of uh, agreeance with other people as well, right? So that goes back to the same thing that we were talking about. It goes all the way back to, you know, the, the you know, you, you creating and you being the savior and you being the one. All of that is, is determined by your belief system, whether you want to believe it or you don't want to believe it. That's not important. It's there for you to, to experience. And if that's not what you're supposed to be experiencing right now, then you're going to think I'm a lunatic and you're not going to want to have any part of what I have to say. And that's okay. There's nothing wrong with that. I was there at some point. Everyone is. It just means that you're focusing on other things right now than this. Right? So, so you know, some people say, well, then why do you do it if it doesn't matter? Well, because it does matter. We were hijacked. 
right? The matrix was hijacked by the powers that should not be, and they still have it hijacked. And so some of us have come here to unhijack it, to give everybody that balance back again that they have lost and don't know they've lost. So therefore they can, you can, I can, we can all. Uh, I need Julie, I'm so late. It's okay, right? Yeah, chaos in the house. Hey, living is living, right? You got to do what you got to do. You got to take care of what you got to take care of. You can always rewind later and, and, and watch what was there. So welcome now, right? Welcome, welcome, welcome. Share this out, share this out, share this out. Um, so let me continue some more with the law of one. I'm going to run a little bit long uh, just because I talked a lot. You know, I've talked about 40 minutes, um, but it was important that what I talked about was important to, to uh, pertaining to the law of one and everything that's going on uh, around us and then continuing off of the law of one once we finish it. Um, you'll see how where we go down the road there, right? We're going to have other stuff that's going to be just as, as cool to listen to and easier to interpret. Uh, so there's going to be a, a less, at least what I'm, I'm thinking I'm coming up with next, which is the interview with the alien. There's going to be a lot of discussion about it, trust me, because there, there needs to be, and you'll see why when we get into that, right? Uh, but it's not going to be as in-depth as this, but it could be, because there is some stuff in there that I think is, is true. There's a lot of stuff that I've already formulated. I'm like, what? Wait, what? Okay, right? Right, our timeline is wrong. Six should be nine. Actually, you're, I think you're right about that too. Right, the three, six, and nine. Uh, if you if you trans if you transport and change the you know the the number six for nine or the the energy uh, that way, then in a sense, because the three energy would be the human energy, and then if we say that the uh, time space is the six energy and the nine is the God energy, and then we exchange those and say that it's the other way around that the nine energy or the God energy is the six energy. It doesn't change as below, so above. And it doesn't change the three, six, and nine, uh, uh, um, you know, uh, equation. It just puts, it just puts your intention with God energy to the universe instead of your intention to the universe and then to God's energy. So I agree with you that it would make more sense to have our energy with the God energy and then space, time, time, space. And from there go to the 12, Right, three, six, nine, twelve, and then, and then from there go through the center or the one, right, the in the center, and then like Jacqueline said, when you go through the center, it goes to the four, which is in fact not a two-dimensional of, of four dimensions, it's, so it's four, so that means it's cubed, which means it's actually a four to eight on the octave scale. So you go from the odd numbers, three, six, nine. And then you go back to, and this is where it gets really crazy for you guys who don't have a physics background. And then all of a sudden you're on the track of the of the 4, 8, 12, right? 3, 6, 9, 12, 4, 8, 12, or 4, 8, 13, or 4, 8, 16. And then it extrapolates out from there. And that's how you get that entire torus with lines everywhere and not just 3, 6, 9 and the infinity. It's not all 3, 6, 9. So if you look at the Fibonacci sequence, it's not all or the the golden mean ratio. It's not all just the three six nine line continuing to make the figure eight. It would only be one line if it was doing that, but it's many, which means that you have to have other integers that are involved in it. So instead of just having three six nine twelve, you have four eight twelve fourteen or or sixteen sixteen eighteen, and so you have the positive and the negative numbers that also um, move and then get pushed back on itself, but it goes to another integer as well from there. So then you'll have the, instead of just the three, six, nine, you'll have the one, four, seven, 12. Do you understand? You guys might not be following that. Or you might. That's the physics in my background that understands how it creates the entire Taurus, the globe of energy. 
that it's not just one line of energy making all of those lines, but they are, but it is. <laughs> so they're not separate. They're all the same, but they're intertwined and changing frequencies. So when it changes frequency, it then creates a different line and what's moving so fast that eventually it creates this, that it's all happening at once. So all the lines are moving at one time, but slightly off from each other, slightly off from each other. Right. And that's how you have this spiral that's not just 369 going out forever. And then you have those other spirals that are going out in the spaces in between. That's those other numbers. And that's that's how every time you flush back to the one and you go through the center, then you're coming out the other side as another group of numbers. Now it's not just 369. Do you understand? So now I'm going to go back on, on what I just said and to, to explain it again a different way. So you come out the other side as different integers of the same exact equation, only it goes positive, negative, positive, negative, positive, positive, negative. Do you understand? So now you're inter you're introducing first it's negative, positive, then it's positive, negative, and then it's then it's the, the offbeat. So like when you hear drums, and you and they hit that offbeat with the bass or the snare, and so you got the and so it's the and there's your offbeat now. And that creates the other numbers that are mixed with positive and negative integers, but for the same outcome. See, I can do an entire show just on the math that is involved in this, the, the theoretical that's involved in that. I have my nephew draw it all up on paper and show it to you. One of my nephews. Right. So so that is that is the yeah, right? <laughs> right. She says uh, BLM should be LMB, the lamp, right? Agreed. Um, I agree with that, percent, <laughs> right? And and fee, right? Fee phi is the boss. Yes, I'm gonna put that up on the screen. Thank you. I didn't see that you wrote that. I was talking. I looked over at the other screen instead of the comments, and then I looked down and saw the first comment. So that's that's not pi, right? That's not pi. That's 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 fee. That's uh, that's it's actually what you have you have pi there, but it's not. It's actually fee or phi, and that's the golden mean ratio. That's that's a zero point. Uh, what is it? 0 0.184 or whatever that is. Yeah, it was 0 0.96. So that's that's the golden mean ratio, and that is what I'm talking about there. That's the building blocks of the entire universe, right? You see that in everything. That's what all the spirals that you see on my show and all the slideshows. And when I did the um, Earth Day and I talked about sacred geometry, um, that's the, what all that about. I talked about that in, in um, Numa as well. No, maybe in Numa I didn't. I think I stepped down in Numa. Um, but but in the in the uh, in the, when I spoke on the Earth Day, I spoke about that sacred geometry. And we're going to have some more of that, too. Um, we had Michael Feely also talking about that sacred geometry in the same two-day time period. So you guys might want to go back and take a look at that. Okay, so so that is in, in the mathematics of, of everything that I've just said to you. Okay? That's the physics involved in everything coming back to you know, the three, six, and nine, as below, so above, as within, so without. That's the way true form of that expression, which is they lied and put it the opposite way in the science. They did the same thing with zero point. So all scientists and standard academics will, when you say zero point, they immediately go, this guy doesn't know what he's talking about because zero point means the lack there of energy, the, the voidness of energy. So how could that be anything other than that? Because that's what they were taught their entire uh, um, uh, existence as a scientist. Zero point means nothingness and without energy. And that's not true. It's the opposite. It is through zero point that you find free energy. But they don't see it that way because they're looking at friction. 
right? They're seeing the lack of friction, the lack of fire, the lack of an explosion, the lack of a spark, something tangible. You can't get energy without that. And that's not true. It's a lie. Absolutely, utterly a lie. But they don't know that because they don't consider the possibility that there is, in fact, a collective consciousness in the universe that is good, that is all-knowing, that is forever, you, me, and everything. Without that knowledge, no one will ever figure out the universe. Can't. Haven't, won't, can't. Correct. That was See, that's very well put, Sherry. I'm going to put her back up on the screen again. Right? She says, for those of you on the MP3, you need me to read it to you. Right now, we're imploding, not exploding. That's correct. And that's the whole what you need to do. What you need, what I need, what all of us need to do is implode, is go into ourselves. Look within, not without. The answer isn't as above, so below. The answer is as within, so without, as below, so above. So the only way that you're going to ever understand the universe is you have to understand your place in it. So you have to understand you. I'm going to turn off this camera, right, because I don't think we're going to do any more of the law of one here. So let me put myself up on the screen, right? There we go. So now you guys can see me. I should go back over here too so I can see um, myself on the camera over here. Right. I'll be watching the chat over here. But, you know, see that. So we need to go within ourselves. That's the only way that we're ever going to figure anything out. Once you do that and you actually start to understand yourself, which is everything that Raw has been saying from the beginning down to now. OK, is that we need to look within ourselves and realize that we are the savior. You, me, all of us. There is there Jesus. Yeah. Jesus has been here. Gone. Is there Muhammad? Yeah. Muhammad was here. Gone. Moses, here, gone. All those people that are in that dusty old tome, that's a history book. Gone, 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 gone. None of them actually said, I will return. None of them actually said that. I will return to save you. No one said that, not even Jesus. Wait, you know what I'm talking about? Those of you who know me know that I know what I'm talking about. I am clergy, right? Right, I am licensed practitioner, Christian minister from three different places, three different places, not just one, on file, you can look it up, right? I can show you. I have the certificates right over there. I don't have them on the wall. I should put them on the wall, but that makes it harder. I can't grab them and go, look, on camera, here, does that work, right? <clears throat> so I'm not saying this because I'm some atheist or that I'm anti-religion, because I'm not. Those things work for people who need them, right? And I say that all the time on my show. So I'm not talking smack about any religion. I'm not talking smack about religion in and of itself. It's there. I'll say the same thing to you that my father told me when I was 11 and I asked what religious background we were, right? He said, if you think that you need a religion, go and find one. But don't just follow the first one that you learn about. Don't follow what I followed. Don't follow what your grandparents have followed. Go and look and learn from them in their churches, in their synagogues, in their place of worship, read their Bible, their tome, whatever it is, ask questions about that religion and see if there's one that fits for you. And if there is, then go to that place. But you're going to find that eventually you're going to outgrow wherever you go and you will start to learn more and you'll start to go from place to place to place until one fits even more for you later on. 
And then it may come to a time when you may decide that none of those actually fit for you anymore. It just depends on the type of person that you are spiritually and what you become spiritually. Okay. And I took that to heart and I looked 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 and I found myself going to different places and for a while over here and then over there and then over here and then over there. And ultimately now I've left that and here I am doing this because I understand what he was trying to teach to me at the time. My father was very wise. You'll come to a point where you don't need them because you'll understand that. Right. And, but he didn't say that to me. He let me find that out on my own. He said, you might come to a point where you don't, but it's up to you depending on what type of person that you are. And so if you find one that fits and you want to stay there for the rest of your life, do it. Do whatever feels right for you inside. And luckily, I had a father that was like that. My mother was the same way. They were, they were, you know, my mother would have been considered a hippie. My father wasn't, but he was too old to be a hippie, but he kind of was. He was really smart, really wise. So that's what I say to people. I, you know what? I'm not going to try and sell you on anything. I'm not here to sell you anything. I'm just here to interpret. Okay? And this is all my opinion. There's just other people who believe in the same opinion that I believe in. There's other people who think that this opinion is wrong. That's your choice. Right. I'm giving you tools. I'm not trying to sell you something. Right. I'm giving you tools. And those tools are here for you to see. I'm just showing them to you, picking them up and saying, look, do you see this? These help you see when you can't see very well. Right. These help you to read. These help me to read because I've read so much that I have problems with my eyes and I need reading glasses. So I put these on <laughs> to read. So sometimes we wear things out and have to and have to have uh, things to help us out. Right. But that is the what what the law of one is trying to say all throughout the entire thing. The bottom line is that, you know, first of all, these are the laws of the universe. This is how the universe works. The, the, the one true creator created the universe and there is one true creator and we're all a part of it. Everything is. And eventually we all ascend back to the creator. But there's some laws, some certain laws that are set down to where I can't intervene with certain things and aspects of your life when you can't do the same with mine and nobody else can. So there is a prime directive, right? And it's subtle, but it's there. It works with everything. However, as you learn more and more and more, that prime directive doesn't, isn't as stringent because now you're starting to learn. You're peeling back layers of that onion or adding layers to the onion, I like to put it, right? Because, he, because you are the core. It's already there when you were a baby soul. And you're adding layers onto that. See, it's the opposite, once again, from what they tell you. Because, like, you know, to find out who you are, you got to, what, destroy layers of yourself and peel them off until you're this tiny little teeny speck? Well, now what? I found out who that center core is, but that's all I am now. Because I've ripped everything else away from me. So I don't like the, that part of the analogy of the onion. So I change it to a more logical. What you need to do is you need to find that center of you under some of that before it gets too late, but don't destroy that stuff and peel it back. Just get in there. And then you're going to find that you're going to be adding layers to that onion. As you expand your mind, as you expand your soul, you're becoming larger and larger and larger, not smaller and smaller and smaller. Do you understand? So that's another part of reality that they've changed things to give you this idea that the up is down and down is up. Front is back and back is front. All of that was done on purpose. It was done on purpose to continue with the narrative that they want you to put yourself into, right? And that's that maritime law caste system. Everything is set up that way, everything. When you're born, where are you, where are you birthed, right? You're birthed and you come out of the canal. You come out of the what? Yeah. Okay, so you come down the birth canal and you're birthed to the world. 
That's the same that a boat does. They build it in the yard. That's where the where the where the womb is. They build it in the yard, and then it comes through the canal and is birthed into the channel. Right? But that's where it was created. So it's the same thing. It's a birth. It, the, the ship is coming out and being birthed and bleh, coming out with all this water into the water. Bleh, Everybody gets on board. Yay! Crack a bottle over it and start sailing around. Same thing with the baby. The baby is birthed into the canal. They pick it up from upside down. They crack it on the ass and get it breathing. Everybody jumps on board and rides it around. Your whole entire life is set up that way. It's all the language is set up that way. Everything's set up that way. Everything you see on television, everything that your your job, the military, churches, schools, everything is the caste system, the pyramid. Somebody's in charge on the top, and then there's underlings, 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 and then those the worker bee. And we're all the worker bee. We're the one that lifts a pyramid up or builds it or fixes it. Well, they sit up at the top doing nothing but being fed grapes by somebody else with a guy holding a, a you know, a, a big, huge feather or a big, huge um, leaf keeping us cool. Well, nowadays it would be turning on the air conditioner. Right? So that doesn't change. It's all still the same. That's why our buildings go up to a point. Have you noticed that? They don't just go straight up and square off. Some of them do, but most of them go up and then they tear up to that top penthouse. Do you understand? All of that is that way on purpose. So we have to get the mindset away from that, our mindset. We have to turn away from that ideology. And the only way that you can do that is to look within yourself because everything is designed to make you afraid. And this is what Raw was saying in all 103 sessions that we've gone through now, 104. And that's the message that is in all of that, okay? Everything that I just said to you is the message. And so I'm still trying to explain that to people and break that down. That's why we do these webinars that we do every month. And that's why when I do other shows, you're going to find out that I'm still on the same dichotomy. Even if I'm doing news, people go, I don't want to hear about news, but it's the same thing. It's just different words. I'm telling you the exact same thing I'm telling you right here. I'm telling you the exact same thing I'm telling you. I'm just showing you how in your real life this stuff is happening now, right? I don't know. We don't talk about religion, man. We don't talk about politics. Those are the two deadliest things. So what do you want to talk about? Do you want to talk about the movie we watched yesterday that has the same dichotomy playing out of good and evil, good versus evil that you see on television and the news or that the, that the priests are preaching to you in the churches? But how is that different now? Well, because that's entertainment. That's not real. And I know it's not real. So, okay, so you don't want to talk about the reality of this situation actually happening, but you want to see actors acting that out and pretend to yourself, well, it doesn't matter because at the end of the day, they're all going to go home okay. But you still tune in to see the dichotomy of good and evil being played out in front of you where you don't have to participate so you don't have a skin in the game. So you're safe hiding under a pillow and a blanket eating popcorn watching other people fight the war that you know is going on, that you're afraid to get involved in and don't want to have any part of. So you hope that what's happening on television is what's going to happen in reality, and that's all you got is the hope that someone else is going to stand up to this great evil and make it go away. But I'm not going to do it. I'll sit back and watch those guys. There's my popcorn. See what's going to happen here. It's crazy. I don't want to have any part of it. I don't want to hear about it either. I want to hear that the teachers are indoctrinating my kids. They're not. They're just not. They're just not. 
I wasn't indoctrinated when I was in school. Yes, you were. Yes, you were. If you were in America, you stood up every day and pledged your allegiance to the empire. Right? Think about that. You were indoctrinated. Everybody was indoctrinated. It's just a matter of when, when you woke up, how you woke up, and what you're going to do about it. And if you're awake enough to understand what I'm saying, you have an obligation at that point to do something about it. Because if you don't, then you are just as guilty as those people who took away from these people that which they don't know. So you can't go back. That's the knowledge that you've learned that you can't unlearn. You can say, that's it. I'm not going to believe it. I don't want to believe that guy. I don't want to believe that guy. I'm going to turn on Dr. Oz because Dr. Oz is going to talk about something completely different. Funny thing, if you can see Dr. Oz through the eyes that I see, when Dr. Oz is turned on, Dr. Oz is telling you the same story I'm telling you. He's just telling it to you from a different angle. Dr. Phil, also, same thing. Even Judge Judy, right? And that's the thing that people don't understand. There isn't anything you can turn on. Even a comedy still has the same cyclical dichotomy. The same round and round thing happening with good people and bad people. Every movie has a good guy and a bad guy. Every story ever told is the dichotomy between good and evil. So it's the same thing that you're seeing that I'm telling you about. People don't want to hear it, though. See, if I tell you that this is the same thing, you don't want to hear that and you want to change the channel. I want to, I want to watch something that has nothing to do with anything whatsoever. Well, I'm afraid, my friend, that it doesn't matter what you turn, turn on. There's still an agenda there that has to do with what I'm talking about. Right? It's still, yeah, Sherry says, keep buying those, those boxes, right? <laughs> yeah, keep, keep buying those boxes so you can hide in them. <laughs> Put yourself in a box, stay in there and close yourself in and go, everything's just perfect inside here. I don't hear anything going on outside. Right? But it's but it's not true. So, you know, is it is it required, right? Do we require like, okay, now that you know this, everybody, you stand up, they're going to be number 42, you're going to be number 43, you're 007. I like that number and you're cool looking, right? And you guys are all going to have a job now. And what's your job going to be? No, come on. You know what your job is? Your job is to look within yourself and find yourself and be honest with yourself and fix the problems that you have. You have problems. I have problems. We all have problems. If I didn't have any problems, I wouldn't be here because I would already be in the next level, graduated out of here. Right? Keep going to Times Square. So <laughs> Sherry's, Sherry's saying that, right? Keep going to Times Square. Hope something different's going to happen. And the ball drops. With a different number now. Yay! And then you got to wear a diaper because they don't let you use the restroom anymore. <laughs> I'll watch it on TV when I can leisurely walk to my own restroom and still catch everything that you guys catch and don't have to worry about being trampled or have my pocket picked by some criminal taking my money. Right? I already got that going on when paying the cable company. They're already stealing my money as it is. I don't need somebody else taking whatever cash I brought with me. And I can have the coolest food too. I can have whatever I want to eat. I can make up my own menu. I don't have to go, where was that place they sold that really cool pizza? Three blocks over that way and six blocks north. Oh, wow. That was eight hours ago, wasn't it? All right, maybe we're going to get Chinese then. I can call that pizza parlor and have them bring that shit to my house. That's <laughs> just like fireworks on the 4th of July. When I was younger, I used to run out and get drunk and, and sit there and hoop and holler and watch the fireworks. Now I turn it on television and go, yep, there's a bunch of drunk people out there. They're going to crash into each other on the way home. Right, don't need to do that anymore. I'll just chill here where I can use my own bathroom. Right, so it's the same thing. So we're not, I'm not trying to sell you guys 
on a religion. I'm not trying to sell you anything. I'm trying to help you by showing you the tools that's there in hopes that you will then pay it forward and, and pick up the tools and go, whoa. That's why I always challenge everybody all the time. Prove me wrong. Find anything that I've said that is wrong and I'll put you on the air and I'll let you tell the world about it. But I'm not going to let you come on with talking points only and just sit there and start bullet pointing me as a Republican or bullet pointing me as a Democrat because you guys both hate me. Both of you think I belong on the other side when I don't. I belong right in the center, right down the middle where all other people on the planet really are, right? Moderate. You know, I'm not I'm not affiliated with either of those Republican or Democrat fools, right? Not at all, right? So I was talking to my brother about this. Okay, let's go let's go down that road just to, for a, for a tick in the in the political realm because we kind of have touched on it a little bit, right? You have all all you know all of these people like let's look at the the border problem in America, southern border in America. You have both sides crying out to the world when it is convenient for them about the problem at the border, and as soon as one's in charge, they ignore that thing, right? So you had all these people, these Democrats saying that the border was hideous and it was all this craziness and Donald Trump didn't know what the hell he was doing, and he screwed the whole pooch. And now the border is 100, literally, 100 times worse than it was at that time, to the point where they won't even let Child Protective Services go to the border to check on the children. I'm sorry, what? The current government officials have given orders to Border Patrol agents that no one on the face of the earth can go there to see what's what, the, what it looks like. No one. Look that up. Okay? So why is that? Well, because it's worse than it was before. They don't want anybody to see it, so they're going to look away. There's nothing to see here. Don't come here. You can't come here because you're not going to expose what's going on here because there's nothing to see here. So much so that we're not letting you come here. But you don't hear the Republicans going absolutely crazy over it. There's onesie twosies, but you don't hear everybody going crazy over it and saying, hey, wait a minute. What in the hell's going on down there? I'm coming in with, with guns blazing if I have to. I'm bringing the military and we're going down there. And we're going to take a look and put it on camera. None of them are doing that. Why? Because secretly they don't give a fuck either. Gun control. Let's look at that, right? You have, you have the Democrats wanting gun control, and you have some Republicans wanting gun control. You have some Democrats that don't want gun control, and you have some Republicans that don't want gun control. But here's something that neither side will talk about. What's that, Leo? There's a gun out there that's called a smart gun. They can only be fired by the owner of said gun. No one else can fire that gun. And they've improved those products. You don't even know that there are products and that there were prototypes. And they've improved them over and over again because people like me would say, well, wait a minute. What if, what if I just do this? And so people were trying to, like, you know, debug it to be able to then bypass the security systems. And the companies who made that took that very serious and said, let's go back to the drawing board and find out something new. And they have and they perfected it. So that in truth, if everybody was worried that guns are being stolen and used to murder people with, we need to get rid of those guns that are doing that. How do we do it? Well, we can't do it overnight because we can't seize all the weapons in the world that are out there that, that people have. So we have to age them out over time. Why, how could we do that? Well, the perfect way of doing that would be continue putting more money into smart guns so that, and then say, look, nobody can buy any weapons from here on out that's not a smart gun. And that starts the ball rolling so that 25, 50 years, 100 years from now, all the weapons on the planet go away except for smart weapons. You don't hear them talking about that on either side. Why? Why is that? Because they don't want the weapons here at all. They all want the weapons gone. 
because then you have no way of defending yourself. Because if it truly was just a matter of safety, there's a fix. Smart guns. Your kids can't take the gun and shoot his brother. They can't shoot themselves. It will not physically work without the person who owns it holding the gun. But they don't even want you to know about that. Why? I could do an entire show just showing you these type of things where the people who you think, well, I'm a Republican, so we're trying to stop all that, and the Democrats are trying to take all the guns away. Not true, because I don't hear any Republicans calling for changing the, the laws to making smart guns more apparent and smarter to replace the regular guns. They're not doing that. Why? Because somebody's giving them money to not do that, and they don't want to lose that money. Okay? So, the, so there's your truth, and you need to look at that when you look at your political parties. Whatever political party you have considered yourself, you need to take a good long look. There again, it's looking within. Does my political party actually have my perspective in line with theirs? You might find one person does who appeals to you that might be the mayor or the somebody who represents your state or your district. But as a whole, does that party really care about you and all the other people? No, because if they did, they'd be really worried about what's going on at the border. Everyone would be. Not just politically motivated. Same thing with weapons, the same thing with food, the same thing with climate change, the same thing with everything going on in the universe. But they're not. Why? Because they don't really give a damn. They don't give a damn. Power and money is what they give a damn about, period. They don't care if your kids starve and don't get... Uh, funding for schools, but if it means that their well, numbers will go down and not, and you won't vote for them, they're going to throw you a bone, right? They're going to throw you a bone. If you get your shot, we'll give you money. If you get your shot, we'll give you baseball tickets, right? Why are they selling that shot for free? They keep telling you that shot's free. If that shot's free, why are they pushing something that's free? Nothing, first of all, is free in the world. And secondly, why would they give, be giving you something that's free and even giving you an incentive to get that thing that's free? What is so important for you to have that? Because we're all going to die without it. No, no, that's just not true. <clears throat> everybody started not having this virus prior to everybody getting the vaccination. The vaccination just helped, but it was already going away. And they kept lying about the numbers. Nobody died last year from any other influenza. Look it up. No one died from any influenza last year. It was all, and if they did have that, it was suspected COVID. <clears throat> Most of the numbers for COVID were suspected deaths, suspected COVID related. They can't find but a few, maybe a quarter that they say, yeah, that person died because they had COVID. They died of COVID. It's always, they died of something else, but it was brought on by COVID. Okay, so the numbers that they counted for all the other 15 other flu viruses went down to zero and all those numbers were added to the COVID numbers. You can look this up. This is not me making this up. Go to CDC and ask. You're not going to get any numbers. How many people died of the common flu last year? They're going to give you coronavirus numbers. They're not going to give you any numbers on regular flu. And when they do, they're going to show you the graph where they combined them all. I've done that. I've looked that up. Go and look it up. So <clears throat> there, there are none except for the double talk where they go, well, there were um, 70,000 people that died. They were suspected of having co common influenza, but those were still listed in the category of possible 
uh, COVID. So they were counted as COVID. Look that up. Okay, so nobody died of the flu. Everyone died of COVID for an entire year. It means all the numbers of all the people who normally die of the flu were added to the flu for the for the, the number of coronavirus cases. So, of course, you're going to have the coronavirus cases go over 150,000 people uh, dying from it, right? Because there's 15 other flu bugs that, uh, that 70 to 100,000 or 70 to 150,000 people die from each, each. So if you have like five flu bugs that 70,000 people die from each and you add those all up in one, what do you have? 350,000 people. I'm sorry, what? You have COVID and there's and those numbers. Look that up. I'm not making this up. This is not double talk. This is not fuzzy math. Look up the number of people who died from any other disease uh, other than COVID-19 in 2020. Then look up how many of those people died from those diseases in 2019, 18, 17, 16, 15, 14, 13, 12. Go all the way back to 1967 when they started calculating this shit. And it's undeniable it's the same number. Except for one year, they didn't count anything else, and all of those were counted as coronavirus. So we had like 380,000 people die from coronavirus, when in actuality, 150,000 of them died of the flu. Okay? And another 14 or 15,000 or 140,000 died from the other SARS virus. So the truth is that COVID 19. It's probably the same amount. The reason I say that is because the average amount of person who dies when you get it, it still is only 10% or less. It's gotten down to 1%. So 1% of the people who catch the virus die from it. That's the exact same number on average every year for every other flu bug in history. 1%. So if 1% of the amount of people died from coronavirus, how is coronavirus so much more deadly? than all these other viruses. It's not. I'm not making this up. Look it up. These are not Leo numbers, fuzzy math. This is the, and this is what they're talking about now on the news. They're starting to go, well, wait a minute. These numbers are all askew. And on top of that, these guys who were in charge of it are the ones who created it. I said that too a year and a half ago. Okay, that's enough of that. But it all is the same thing, people. It's just when you hear this political stuff, you think, well, that's the stuff that's on the news, and I don't like hearing that. Well, that's the stuff the church talks about, and I don't like hearing about that either. I don't want to hear about those things. I want to hear what Britney Spears has to say today. She shaved her head again, and she's saying, I'm probably never going to see again. What? Who cares? Right? Do you understand? So then, then you know, what do you have? Well, I want to ignore all that, and I just want to watch sports. Oh, you mean one force fighting a war against another force for supremacy? I'm sorry, what? No, it's a game, Leo. Okay, what is their game? Their game is to beat their opponent into submission and score more points and win. That's what happens when you have a war. Only instead of scoring points, you're taking territory. And whoever takes all of the territory wins. Whoever scores more points wins. Whoever gets more votes wins. So I'm sorry, how is watching a sporting event different from watching political theater on the news or a church telling you what's going on and how to worship God or Eddie Murphy on stage telling jokes? 
Do you see? Broken down to the science of each thing, it's the same dichotomy playing out. Go watch any movie. Every single X-Man movie was the same battle between good and evil. In fact, they all tried to frame it for a long time for the Gen Xers that there is no real good and evil, that it's sort of a gray area. So you don't know who the good guys are and the bad guys are because who you think is good is actually bad and who you think is bad is actually good. And it's up to you to decide. That's more realistic. That's more real to real life. Those were people that were more awake than you think trying to show you those who you think are good guys aren't necessarily the good guys and those who you think are the bad guys aren't necessarily the bad guys. There are no good guys. There are no bad guys. There's just people competing for power and money. But then beyond that, you find there are good guys and bad guys. Some people aren't trying to control the entire planet and take control of everyone. However, there's a group of people that are. Do you understand? So even in a comedy, it doesn't work if you don't have an antagonist. So there's nothing that you can do. You can't even listen to music without listening to a title and having an antagonist unless you listen to classical music and then it's all in the title and where the storyline goes. And that's actually there. And if you get used to interpreting in your brain how the algorithm of that works, you actually understand the storyline. Then you actually understand the battle that's going on, right? Watch Riverdance. Watch Riverdance and see what they're doing. The people who watch that or people who go to ballet and watch plays, they kept, they see reality differently because they understand that what they're seeing playing out in front of them isn't just the words. You get so used to people speaking words in lines on television shows that they don't have to do anything with their body language except for standing those poses that go, I'm trying to hide something now. Right? Or that you turn your back on the camera and walk away to the new camera that was over there and have that look on your face like, oh, I hope they didn't see that I just dig this. Let me get my face back on game face. Hi. Right? So you, you buy into that, that everything is just this and the words that they use because that's all the theater that they show you now. But people that are, that are doing plays and people that are doing ballets and people that are doing dancing on stage, the story is every action and every movement as well as the words, as well as the song, as well as the backdrop and the clothes they're wearing. So people that are used to seeing that interpret things differently in that perspective because they're used to seeing through the eyes of that, that they're not just telling me a story with just this and a, and a close-up on television because that's what movies are. Movies are this and a close-up on television and the action is when you back up and you get to see the gunfight, the hand-to-hand combat, right? But other than that, when they speak, it's close-ups. They're not selling you on body language anymore. They just want you to see their acting of their face, right? So they say the words on camera and they don't, you know, they don't interrupt each other. They're not like real life because they want you to hear everything that each one says. And the actors and actresses get mad if somebody interrupts them, right? And then that emulates in regular uh, time where people are talking and they grandstand and they want to be able to speak, 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 speak. Don't interrupt me. Let me speak, speak, speak. And when I'm done, I'll acknowledge you and let you speak then. But that's not how reality works. Reality is that people cut each other off and talk and, and have a conversation and don't always just sit and wait for somebody to get done before they speak. Okay? Because some people will go on like I'm doing now. If I had a guest jar, I wouldn't be talking like this. I'd be wasting everybody's time. It was just me going blah, 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 blah. But that's not what this show's about. Okay? That's not what this show's about. So... All of it is is your perspective. So how can we fix that? Now let's go back around. 
the way we fix that is that we have to understand what everything that I just said, and we have to look within ourselves. And we have to try and fix what's wrong with ourselves. And we're going to be ongoing forever because what? If we already fixed ourselves and we were already perfect, we would already be returning to the one and be part of the one. We would have graduated and we would not be here. The fact that we're here suggests that we all have work to do. The quicker you get that mindset into your brain, you're not perfect. You're not above everybody else, right? The rest of us, we're all in the same place, literally. Even if I know more about, say, mysticism or, or, or you know, physics or financial things than you do, that doesn't mean that I'm better than you. That just means that I know something that you're not working on because you could just as easily learn what I learned. Do you understand? You could be a brain surgeon. I don't know anything about brain surgery. You could be a mechanic. I'm a halfway shitty-ass decent mechanic. Grew up working on stuff on my own. Could I open a mechanic shop and become a mechanic? I would take some work because I'd have to go and get the license. Do you understand? But you could already have that. So just because I'm here speaking and saying these things doesn't mean that I think I'm the most wise person on the face of the earth. By far. I see people that I think, man, this guy looks like he's crazy. And then he starts talking and I go, or this woman, and they start talking. And I go, whoa. Right? That doesn't happen as much as I would wish that it does. Right? Sherry says, I'm working on judgment. Yeah. I mean, the biggest problem that we have is, first of all, we judge ourselves. <laughs> We're our biggest problem. We doubt ourselves. That's part of the ego. We doubt ourselves. That's the biggest problem. And then we judge other people. That's one of the hardest things that I had to get through was prejudging other people. That's one of the things that we all go through, unfortunately. It's part of the ego. It's part of the system. It's part of the id. It's part of how we all work. It's how we all learn. Because if we didn't have any of that, then we would we would just be willy-nilly. I mean, think about that. If you didn't have an ego to, to compliment the id or to compliment the conscious, conscious conscience of your consciousness, then you would have nothing, no, no building blocks. You would have no desire. You would have no, so we, we need that. You would have no angst. We, so we need that dichotomy. So it's not, a, it's not a bad thing that you have uh, problems with judgment, either people judging you or you judging yourself or you judging other people. It's that that's necessary for you to come to that point, acknowledge it, and then work through it. That's what the ego is for. The ego is there to not only put a fire under our butts, right? But give us that drive, right? Because I want, that comes from the ego. Well, I want what they have. I want that, right? Or I want fame or I want to, to know that. You get that from the ego. So the ego then says, what do we need to do to get it? That's when you make the choice. That's when the choice splits between a, a good timeline or a bad timeline, a good way of getting it or a bad way of getting it. Do you understand? So that's when you, that's the dichotomy between good, good and evil is to make that choice of go after it in a, in a service to others standpoint or go after it in a service to self standpoint. That sets the precedent for who and what you are going forward. But that all comes back to the ego. And so we all have these preset uh, uh, things that, that are in our DNA that are, uh, you know, set for us to survive. Right. So you have those basic things within you, all of us do, that are set there so that we can survive at a certain age. Once we learn a certain amount of things, we can be on our own and survive the rest of the planet. Right. For whatever time we're supposed to be here. And that comes from from the wanting, from the ego, from that jealousness, that lust for something. Right. Not just, you know, not just the opposite of that. Well, I want to learn that so that I could help people. Originally, you had to see that and know that you were deficient in that and you wanted that. 
all of that is the ego that gives you that. So the ego is not always bad. It just depends on how much you listen and go down which road. The more you go down the, the, the you know, whatever road, it changes the perspective and who you are going forward. Doesn't necessarily make you a bad person. You know, I mean, you're choosing evil. You can do that if you want, if you wish. You're only going to get so far and you're going to have to admit to yourself that that's Hades. At that point, that's hell. You're, you're not going to be anywhere nearer to the one true creator from for eternity. And you can stay there forever and be as evil as you want. But that's all you'll ever do. Then you have to, at that point, make a, turn, a change in your life and turn and go, come back the other way. And then you can go forward and get closer and closer to the. And I know you guys like hate to say that. Those of you who are purely evil, you're like, no, that's a lie. That's not the way the universe works. But I know that it is. Okay. And you can't prove, and I can't prove that it doesn't until we get there. So it's my perspective and your perspective, my word against your word. Let people choose their own way. And when we all get there, that's when we'll figure it out. Right. So when you get there in your development, then you'll go up. Oh, that, that, that guy, Leo, 10,000 years ago was actually right. I'm stuck here evil and I can't do anything about it. I'm going to kick his ass when I get out of here. Right. But by the time you get back to where I am, you're not going to want to kiss my ass or kick, kick my ass anymore. You're going to want to come up to me and give me a hug. I made it, man. I love you. Right. And that's what we're all going to do eventually. I mean, we're all starting to do it now. So you got to look within yourself. And then I'm going to go because I've ran on now a whole almost another whole hour. Right. So you need to look within yourself. And the only way you can do that is question everything. Start to question that breaks the conditioning. Right. And then when you are questioning, what do you gain? Knowledge. It's the key to the universe. Once you start gaining knowledge, you start thinking for yourself. When you start thinking for yourself, you start going down other rabbit holes and you start <clears throat> questioning even more of your reality. And the more you question your reality, the more you question everything that everybody says to you, including everything I've said to you. Question it. Can he be wrong? Is he a lunatic? Let me look up some of the shit that he had to say. Go down those rabbit holes. Right? Thank you, Cheryl. Cheryl said, thank you and have a wonderful evening. <laughs> Namaste. I'm looking at the wrong camera. Namaste. Uh, thank you as well. Right. And all of you guys, I love you all. Anybody that watches the show, anybody that finds this show, those of you who stay to the end, I love you dearly. Please pass this on to your friends and family. And unless you think that I'm just a fool and don't need to be listened to, then go and listen to another fool. Right. You're going to find somebody else just like me, looks a little bit different, speaks a little bit different, but says the same thing I'm saying to you. And if you feel comfortable with that woman or that man, stay there, do your thing. Right. And, and if you feel comfortable, hey, you know what? I want to go back and listen to Leo. You know, this one and this one, they're kind of saying the same thing. Maybe they're both nuts. Maybe they both, maybe there's something in there that they, they disagree on, but they're what, you know, they're kind of getting their finger on it. Okay. I don't have the, all the answers. If I did, I wouldn't be here to tell them to you. I'm learning them as well. Right. So I'm not arrogant enough to say I own something that you don't own because you do too. You just don't remember it. And some of you know more than I do. And you're in the crowd. And every day when I'm talking, you guys make comments and I go, wow. <laughs> I need to have that one on here on the show to talk about that. That's why we're doing the webinars. And I'm grabbing some of you guys out there, right, and, and putting you guys on to speak. Because it's not just my voice that needs to be heard. It's all of our voices need to be heard. Right? Thank you, Cheryl. Thank you. Cheryl says, I'm going to put this on the screen because this I'm, I'm proud of. This is my ego now because uh, she's stroking my ego a bit there. Right? I love your page. You break it all down. Thank you for that. I mean, I was honest, but, I mean, it, it, you know. Still, me putting it on the screen could be considered my ego going, look at that. I got praise, right? I mean, it could be. But, I mean, the truth is I try. I try to break it all down and try to make things as, uh, as simple because I know they're not. And yet they are. But we just don't see it, right? We're too blinded by um, them saying, look over here, look over here, look over here, look over here. There's so much going on and flashing in front of our face that we don't get to see what's behind those lights,
right? And that's what fools us. The television does it with their magic. The movies do it with their magic. The, all the propaganda on the news, on all the media, big tech, they all are using propaganda against you and I. Why? It means they're trying to keep us from learning something that we must be learning because the more we keep talking like this, the more they're trying to stop us. That must mean that what we're saying is true. Because if we were complete lunatics, they would just ignore us. And go, no comment. That guy's a lunatic. Right? They try to do it now with that whole conspiracy theory. They must be a QAnon conspiracy theorist listening to Z. That letter in the alphabet. Which one was it again? R. No, that's what pirates say. R. R. We're all pirates. R. Shiver me, Jimbers. R. Right? So wait a minute, wait a minute, what letter was it? A. No, that couldn't be A because A is alpha, and alpha and the omega is what, you know, back in the tome uh, was God. So they can't be listening to A because if A is out there, A is alpha, alpha and omega, that means God. That means we can't say that. So they're listening to somebody. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Q, Q, Q. That's the one. Q, Q. Q's weird, man. Q, yeah, yeah. Whatever, right? I don't think I ever had anything that Q said where I looked at this as gospel and said, oh, my God. That's it. Everything I looked at the Q said, I'd go, hmm, let's see if that happens. Right? The only people that ever said anything in there that was uh, in Q that made any sense was the, the people who were actually racist who were trying to propagate that QAnon people were racist. Right? And we caught that plot really quickly. And those people were kicked out of those rooms very fast because people who were QAnons were not racist. Doesn't mean you're racist just because you follow an alphabet name in the, in, you know, otherwise, you know, um, you know, let's look at Prince, you know, the guy, Taft Cap, the guy formerly known as Prince, took that and took out of weight and called himself Prince and called himself the artist that was formerly known as Prince. So what were we supposed to call him? Was he cute? Right? I mean, come on. Q's no different than, than Nostradamus. Hit and miss, maybe after the fact. Oh, yeah, look at that. That might have been right. But if you're going to be that, like, cryptic, nobody's going to buy your shit. If you want really to have somebody to believe what you're saying, you know, that's when you do, you, that's when you say, okay, this is what's going to happen on October 26th at 4.07 p.m. West Coast America time. And then you come up with some crazy thing. There's going to be a tidal wave coming from Hawaii that's going to decimate the San Francisco Bay Area. The only reason I say that is because I grew up there, San Francisco Bay Area. <laughs> I'm still in the California state capital, a little further north. But if there was a, a big tsunami that came in the San Francisco Bay, I might get wet right here because I'm only about a mile from the river on either side, Sacramento River. So if it went up that far uh, and came 60 miles inland, I could get wet here. <laughs> Doubt it, though. It would be a complete catastrophe, a global planet killer, and nobody cares after that because <laughs> we're all dying, Jack. <laughs> so there's my gig for the expanded over an hour of, of away from the law of one, right? But you can see where, where I was going with all of that. It all ties into everything, and, and it's in every aspect of our lives already. So you need to de-stress, and that's part of looking within yourself. I'll, I'll leave with this. And that way, when you look at the news, you don't get stressed out about what the hell's going on there. <clears throat> you only get stressed out if you want to be stressed out. If you're not in control of your body, your body will take control of you. So if you don't Right, propaganda and hype, right, with dates. Yeah, exactly. There's Sherry saying that. I didn't put it up on the screen, but I read it in the chat. So 
So what you need to do is you need to take control of yourself and fix your things and fix those triggers that you know that trigger you, what triggers me. And you're gonna find you have things that trigger you that you didn't design and some you did design for yourself, but it was because of your environment and the people that are around you. And when you get to a point where you understand those things, you stop with that and then you change parts of yourself. I'm no longer gonna talk like this or walk like this or act like this or listen to those people or whatever because I don't believe what they're doing and I believe that it's wrong. And I have to take a stance to that. So now you've fixed yourself and you've changed something about yourself that has now changed things about your life. And that's going to make changes of, of the lives of people around you. Do you understand? This is, this is how all of it works. We all, our energies collectively all interfere with each other's in energies. It's just like taking a, you know, a drop of water on a pond, right? That ripples out into every direction. But if you have multiple drops, then they ripple out and they touch each other as they're rippling out in many directions. That changes the direction and, and magnitude of every single wave. So what I'm saying to you here, I've said this before, you're listening and you're hearing it. And even if you don't agree with me, it's going to change your perspective on reality because there's going to be something in here that you're going to say, or I'm going to say that you're going to go, maybe I should look that up. You've already started questioning. You already started breaking your conditioning. You already started learning knowledge, right? And then when you go down that rabbit hole, what's the outcome? I don't know. You can come out that out, the other side going, I was right. He's an idiot. You can come out the other side going, wow, that guy was smarter than I thought. Or you can come out the other side going, oh, yep, he was, he, he, he's kind of onto it. But I don't think he's got it all figured out yet. And you might be right. And you probably are. Because if I had it all figured out, I'd go, <clears throat> I would drop dead and get wings and fly away. Like Red Bull gives me wings. That would be Red Bull, Jesus, Jesus Bull. Drink the Jesus the drink and away I go. Well, that's the Kool-Aid that some people fed those people who are following Jesus, they killed them all. Did they ascend from doing that? And we all think they just got poisoned? Don't know. All right, namaste guys, I love you all. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, or good morrow, depending on where in the world you are. Tuning into this show, tomorrow morning at 10 a.m., Ancient Aliens Worldwide, the page on Facebook, and uh, here on YouTube, the channel on uh, on YouTube, uh, Ryan Rising on YouTube, I will be simulcasting uh, Michael Feely live, uh, and you're going to have a really good conversation with him. And then I'll be back next Friday to continue with the Law of One until that's done, and then I will start a new project. And then uh, the 22nd of this month, we are having zero point, and it's zero point, zero point spirituality becoming one. So we're going to take you from NUMA as the breath of God, the creation. And now we're going to take you through the journey on, on becoming one uh, and getting closer to that, which is uh, at a higher plane than we are now. But we're going to discuss that uh, that whole day. And then the following month, we're going to do zero point energy. Okay. So we're going to go, we're going to go from the spiritual aspect to the scientific aspect the following month, just so people get the understanding of both so that the entire Taurus is there for you to see and use it as you wish. Okay. So namaste. Have a great night. I love you guys. Have a great weekend. I'll see you guys on the other side of the weekend. And I'll see you guys. If I don't see you next Friday, I'll see you on maybe tomorrow. Right. Or whenever. So tune in. I love you guys. Thank you for tuning in. And like I said, share this out, share it to your friends, share it to your family, anybody that you think might benefit from what we're saying, smash that like button, smash that, you know, that uh, subscribe button, uh, you know, and uh, that way, you know, when I go live. All right, have a great night.